Lewis. Yes. What's your favourite book? Super Potato. Super Potato? Who's Super Potato? A potato. What? A potato. A potato. What does he do? Saves the supermarket. He does what? Saves the supermarket. Saves the supermarket. Awesome. Is he cool? Yes. Is Mummy cool? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And welcome to episode five of Just Winging It. I am delighted to get to talk to the lovely Jenny today. Hi, Jenny. Hey. <laughs> Jenny is uh, Jenny works in marketing, and um, she is mom to two little ones, boy and a girl. She has Mimi, who is three years old, and Oliver, who is five. That's ideal, is it, Jenny? It. It is. Um, I mean, they're both very, very lively children, so it's quite tiring. But um, yeah, no, they, they they kind of bounce off each other. Oliver kind of in year one now and quite academic, actually. He's already yeah. sort of showing that's he's going to be really academic. Whereas, um, yeah, Mimi's sort of quite happy to just get stuck in and fight and run around with boys and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you're you're just going to be the really sporty, active one instead. <laughs> so they're very chalk and cheese, but yeah, best friends as well, which is good. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, one's tough, isn't it? It's like it's when stuff gets serious. It's it's mad. It's um, I mean, we now get weekly spelling tests, and we've just been told about this maths app that we've got to use and stuff like that. And it's it's really funny because I think actually the mums are more stressed out than the kids. Yeah. The school WhatsApp has gone crazy with how, how have we got to do these spellings? I mean, we had the word oyster last week. What in year one? Yeah, oh my in God. year one. Um, <laughs> What's cool? And it was. This is the thing we're like having to explain to the kids what an oyster is, and I'm like, I I mean it's a gross thing that some people eat. I don't yeah. like. Or a party used to travel around London. <laughs> London, it'd be really easy to explain, but in Leeds, not so much. <laughs> no, probably not. Mine are getting like mine are in year one, and they are getting like is into mum, dad. <laughs> We, we are clearly being pushed because, yeah, I think we've got, like, heard and search at the minute and things like that. And wow. We're, we're, like, six weeks into the term. What, yeah, what are you doing to us? It's madness, isn't it? I, yeah, I'm trying not to uh, go in any um, any things like that, any WhatsApp groups. I'm trying to avoid them all, but... I, I, I've been there since the start. It started off with like a handful of us that became friends and it has grown. And our, um, the, his year that it's in, because it's a bold year, there's ended up being three classes of 30. So there's 90 in this year group in a primary school, which is madness in itself. Wow. And uh, we have 66 mums in this group. So we've oh got... My. Sort of, well over two thirds of the year group, so you can imagine once it starts, it's like message after message after oh, message, no, and it's, no. it's a bit hard work at the times. Yeah, no, I do I have to sort of put it on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. 
So are you working full time, Jenny? Yeah, work full time. I work hybrid. So I have like Mondays and Fridays at home, the rest of the week in the office. And that works really well for us because my my husband works for a very well known high street bank, um, yeah. but he works from home permanently. So he gets to do all the drop offs uh. and then kind of a couple of days a week I can go and pick them up from school oh that's good sort of, yeah yeah so kind of it, it can be a bit hard sometimes because we don't really have family nearby or anything so I mean sort of tomorrow really good case in point like we're struggling for childcare in the morning so one of my friends is having to sort of pitch in for us which is, is so great that we've been able to build that support network yeah um but yeah it's it's the flexibility of being able to work from home is so good and and it's something that I still feel so new even though we've been doing it for what three years now so yeah yeah well it, it, I mean you I don't think you could do full-time well Kat does um one of the previous guests guests she works full-time and I had no idea how she does it she's in a school and I just like okay. what but then I guess she gets the holidays with with her little yeah because that's the thing isn't it it's like if you're working full-time and you're in the office full-time when do you actually see yeah we I mean I I'm a total excel nerd um I have an excel spreadsheet for everything I have a chart for everything um like this it runs in the family we can't my my dad's side of the family we can't book a holiday without having an excel spreadsheet like itinerary like itinerary and everything and all the rest and um, we we I have this spreadsheet for the year which has every single holiday listed out because thankfully Leeds Council put it online like two years in advance they are good at that so they? they are very good at that so I have all of that we have worked out who's taking holiday when when we're taking it together so we've got like next year's holiday booked already um and I think we've three or four weeks where we we have to put the kids into childcare because we just obviously yeah. between two people you're not going to get what is it 13 or 11 weeks holiday no. across the year and have time together as a family which makes it is is what makes it really difficult so it's crazy isn't so, it? yeah it's very yeah. very planned because otherwise I don't think I'd be able to cope I'd, I'd be thinking about it all the time if I'd didn't have it organized so yeah I think I need you in my life because I come across organized but I'm I'm really not I'm flying by the seat of my pants or whatever I'm literally my my current stress at the moment and it's ridiculous so what we're on today we're on the fourth today like three weeks time not even that two and a half weeks time is my son's birthday party and he's going to be six right yeah. Aside from the fact that I had to check about ten times that he was going to be six, because this that felt really wrong. <laughs> I've been freaking out about his birthday cake of all things because I didn't want to get like one fancy one made because I was like, it's his sixth birthday and I don't want to spend like yeah. 80, 90 quid on a birthday cake because it just seems ridiculous. But he's really into Pokemon, like obsessed with Pokemon, <laughs> and so. Um, all the main supermarkets carry this same Pokemon cake. Problem is, it's for 16 people. He's got more than 16 people coming to his party. So I'm like, okay, I've either got to learn how to cut a cake more than what it says. And I have found on Pinterest ways to do this. So that was quite exciting. But yeah. then 
oh, it came to me today and it all started working out because I had to pop into M&S and I saw a cake in there, big chocolate cake, feed like 25 people or whatever. And I was like, perfect, cake topper off eBay. And I was like, all of a sudden it all came together and I was like, I have a plan, I dress it now. <laughs> this isn't going to happen for another two and a half weeks. Like, oh. I, I totally get that because, but from a different point, because having twins, they both have different. Yeah. You know, they one of them loves Spider Man, one of them loves Hulk, so both Marvel. But you try get a Hulk cake, honestly. Oh, <laughs> Spider Man's easy. We did Spider Man last yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so this year, what I did was I actually got three separate cakes and tiered them on top of each other. Actually, looking at the same thing at one point, it was just like, how do I do this, and how do I do it that isn't going to cost me a fortune as well? So yeah, yeah. everyone was very like, stressful. This cake's awesome. Where did you get this from? I was like, well, <laughs> well done, you. Thanks. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> no one was as proud as I was, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I'll take it. You have to be really that proud of yourself. So, yeah, go for yes, it. You do, you do, <laughs> definitely. Okay, um, right. So let's let's go back in time and let's uh, let's have a chat about the beginning, the very beginning. Yes. Then, so um, Oliver's the oldest. So, yep. what do, do you do? You remember when you found out that you were pregnant? I do. Um, and it was one of those weird, like, six sense things that I was like, it's happened. Because we've been trying for sort of six to eight months, something like that. All right, and okay. It's happened sort of thing. And did the test. It had happened. Um, and I came downstairs and I, tried to, I remember telling my husband, and my, like, bless him, he does get excited about things. He just doesn't ever show it. So I sort of told him, and had this very, like, monotonous, all oh, right, great. And it was like, oh, you're doing that thing again. He's so annoying, like, Christmas presents, anything. He just, he doesn't show any excitement about anything. So we're very, we're very different on that scale. I get very giddy. He does not. Yeah, um, he sounds like mine. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that there was a slight anticlimax for me on that one, but um, no, we were we were very excited because we we had been trying and stuff, and then it was like, it. I think it took a little while for it to really yeah. hit home, um, yeah. and it wasn't the greatest pregnancy, not in terms of physical stuff. Like I was sort of fine; I didn't really have morning sickness or anything like that. It was the mental side of it because none really? of my friends had kids. I didn't know anybody else who was really pregnant until I was, God, until I started the classes. So I was maybe like six months pregnant or something. That's quite late on, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of, I know all all our friends at that point were still like going out and things like that. I mean, literally, I was seven weeks pregnant and we had a weekend away in Dublin planned. Oh, God. So... Yeah, um, so we had to tell the people because it was like, I don't want to stay at home. Like, if I stay at home, people are going to realise. Yeah. Like, I go to Dublin and I don't drink, people are going to realise. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we sort of group WhatsApp, as you do for everybody, um, put a 
photo of a baby bro that we bought into the group and was just like, Jen's not going to be drinking this weekend. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's quite yeah. sweet. It's quite a nice yeah. way to do it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite good. We, de- we definitely told people earlier than sort of what we, yeah. we would have. But it was like, it's going to come out. Like, there's no way that I can go to Dublin for yeah. sort of three nights or whatever it was and, and keep it under my hat. So, yeah. I think it's kind of like, because we were trying for a long time as well. And I think, like, people kind of expected it because they knew we were trying and even like my boss I had to be honest because it was we were going for like appointments and things so he knew that I was trying so it was it was a bit like well do we need to I mean we well that that's the thing because like it wasn't it was a year after we got married that I fell pregnant so it was about nine months after we got married um so it was it was like an obvious next step that people would take. So yeah, I don't think it wasn't particularly a surprise, but um, <laughs> yeah. sort of just bad timing more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> what about with Mimi? Was it similar? Or? Mimi was completely different. No, <laughs> um, had no idea. Like genuinely, really? yeah. Um, she, I. I fell pregnant with her and it was genuinely a surprise um and (laughs) like the kids are very much chalk and cheese and I I noticed this from pregnancy so with Ollie I was really emotional and I I just kind of at the the time put it down to sort of being pregnant and not having pregnant friends and not really probably having the support network that you'd want yeah um Whereas with with Mimi, it was very different. I was actually pregnant exact same time as some of our best friends. Oh, um, really? Like we literally gave birth within a week of each other. Wow! And sort of, I I had this support network, and so what I found was with Mimi, I was uh, sorry with Ollie, I was uh, very emotional. With Mimi, I was just angry. It's probably a strong word, but like. I just didn't I just didn't have patience at all I was just like whatever kind of getting kind of quite angry but their personalities are like now so Oliver is a really emotional child he can cry at the drop of a hat sometimes and stuff like that Mimi absolute wild child does not give a flying about anything or anything and it's really weird because they how they are now I look back to when I was pregnant with them and I'm like, oh, was that were they making me like that or I did make did I make them like that? Very bizarre. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's really interesting. Cause I've got one of I've got one of each in that sense. Like ah. Lewis is real he's exactly like Mimi, does not care. And Harris yeah. is very emotionally intelligent and very sensitive. And I yeah. in pregnancy was just like a roller coaster of All emotions. Over the place. <laughs> I was just like, like one minute crying, the next minute laughing my head off, and Matt was just like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know how to be around you." <laughs> Maybe there is something in it. There must be. There must definitely yeah, it, be something. It was. It was really odd. Like I remember crying so much. I mean, it sounds really sad and everything now, but I remember crying so much when I was pregnant with Oliver, and like we, we in a different house at the time don't move house during a pandemic 
not advised. Um, but but if we were living in a, a house in Bradford at the time and it had these like, it was like a really old house, had a cellar and these steps coming out of the cellar into the garden. I just remember during the entire summer that I was pregnant with him, I'd just disappear up to these steps. And that was that was my place because I was like, oh. I don't want to show anybody else that I'm I'm this bad. I mean, my husband knew and yeah. he just sort of was like, she just wants to be left to it. So I'll just let her cry. But yeah, it was my little place to go in and hide and I'd go and sit on these steps all the time. Oh, <laughs> sounds heartbreaking now, doesn't it? Crikey. And then... And then get pregnant with Mia, and I was like literally storming round, and nobody could do right, and it was just like, yeah, really angry at everybody. Well, I remember watching um, Children in Need, and it was I, I don't think at that point I knew I was pregnant, and I was watching it, and I mean it's emotional anyway, isn't it? But yeah. I'm quite—I don't really cry at a lot. I'm a bit hard-faced, like with stuff. I was. <laughs> beefing I was bawling my eyes out and I was just like what is wrong with me <laughs> I was like oh. I don't know I was just like I control myself it's so weird what it does to you really bizarre yeah. but so when you you mentioned that obviously you you didn't have friends going through it the first time around so yeah. how were the first few months after you came home with Oliver then Oh my god, so hard. And again, really bad timing because so he was born in October. He was two weeks late. And oh god. um <laughs> Bless yeah. you. Oh god, two weeks late, back to back, so it was like really painful Ooh. as well. Like wasn't a great labour at all. Although it was quite funny actually. Sorry, I go off on tangents a lot, but um, right. we <laughs> so I'd been in labour for a couple of days and like literally um having contractions on and off for a couple of days that was horrific mm. and it got to a point where we were like no I need I need to go to the hospital and so, so we went in and I got out of the car and I remember I sort of made it when you go into uh Bradford Royal Infirmary's um midwife area like there was a, a post outside and I just remember getting to this post and sort of keeling over having having a contraction this woman ran out to help me and everything then you, you go inside and there's a cafe area right outside the doors to the the midwife bit and then the sort of consultant surgical area of the labor ward and they weren't quite sure at that point where to put me because I'd sort of come in like out of the blue a little bit <laughs> And so I was stood in this cafe, again, like, hands over this table, stood, like, bent over this table, having contractions. And there's, like, a wall of parents around me, clearly looking at me, going, shit, shit, that's shit. (laughs) And I think it was, like, even in my, like like mid contraction state i just remember looking to my side and seeing all these eyes and trying not to laugh well <laughs> in the moment it was like oh my god this is hilarious yeah like, i mean the rest not great to be fair um i mentioned he was back to back so it was like it started off in the the midwife bit um and then ended up 
um, full spinal block, nearly like close to emergency C-section or sorts oh. of things. It did not go well. Um, however, my, my husband reminded me of this before I came in. Um, there was one point where I punched him and left a mark on his cheek from my engagement ring. Totally unintentional, but deserved in the moment, you know. I think I think I'd gone to grab him because I was probably contracting again. And as I'd done it, I'd sort of missed and ended up sort of punching him instead. So maybe you babe. Not, you got telly, but you do <laughs> like genuine sort of thing. Never mind. Um, not a lot because I think I was just in that much pain that if he had, I probably actually would have killed him. Um, yeah, I think at that point I'd already had, I'd gone through the gas and air that had stopped, had been given the pethidine. Um, they started on the epidural, um, and then yeah, they ended up full full spinal block. I'd signed all the forms for the emergency C section just in case. Yeah. Um, so that didn't that one didn't go very well. Yeah. Um there was lots of people around which wasn't wasn't fun. No. Um, and then yeah the second one I sort of my birthing plan just said no people. Like I want <laughs> as few people as possible in the room because yeah. not again. Thanks. Um, and she was she was two weeks late as well. Damn children! And, uh, really nice <laughs> yeah, it's really comfortable. And, uh, she like I went in to be induced with Mimi, and um, we got down to the we finally got back down to the birthing ward. Like I was in hospital for two nights. Um, because they had to close the birthing ward to new people because they were they didn't have enough staff. So literally, oh there was a load of us that were stuck up on another ward, and they it was almost hoping and praying that none of us would go and like actually go into labour. Um, right. But they were starting off kind of inducing us and with the the gel and things like that upstairs, yeah. uh, and then they took me downstairs for the the injection or whatever they do next yeah um and they did the epidural straight away for me um because i'd had so many issues the previous time and i was yeah. like give me all the pain relief I, like, yeah. clearly my pain tolerance levels can't be that great um <laughs> and uh she she arrived before the epidural kicked in and um, she arrived really quickly and i, I basically delivered her on gas and air she was fine coming out like it hurt but it was actually not yeah. that bad i assumed the epidural had kicked in and just went for it didn't realize or even the nurses actually didn't realize until i they'd laid me back afterwards and were sewing me up nice yeah. information but anyway um <laughs> and then they suddenly went oh oh um yeah you're not gonna be able to have a shower down here and i'm like why like excuse me need a shower like, yeah. no no um you should be twitching but you're not that means your epidural's just kicked in and oh, uh, you're no. able to stand if you get in the shower it's like great, oh, no. great. so literally it didn't kick in until after she'd been born <laughs> <laughs> you're just like literally stuck on the bed until it wore off 
Oh yeah. god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's horrible as well when you that first time <laughs> you up afterwards, you're like, Oh, where are my legs? Why why do I feel like this? Your knees just <laughs> go from underneath you. It's like so yeah, kind of that like and the thing was like the room that I was in was actually a really nice room, like decent sized room compared to the one that I'd had previously and it had like its own shower and everything like that. I, was, uh, like, I can go and do that. I can like sort myself out before I go up to the ward. Like so happy when I went in there. No. 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 Not no. Mimi had other ideas. <laughs> yes, Mimi always has other ideas. <laughs> so, how did it then go at home then? Once she got home, so different, I imagine, with Mimi to Ollie. Yeah, yeah, definitely with with Ollie because we it was so new and yeah. like we obviously had no idea. Neither of us. Um, and no like, one's I'm, around I'm, you in that situation, neither. I, no, um, like my family lives really far away. Like my, I live near Leeds. My mum's down in Suffolk. My dad's out in Australia. Like oh, wow. our family's, yeah, our dad, our family's like really, really spread out. Um, and and kind of Lee's mum had helped out a little bit, but wasn't in a position to kind of help us out a lot. So mm. we were just left to ourselves really to get on with it um I think it was about a good week probably before I ventured out of the house um mostly because I couldn't walk very well after having a full spinal block it was just it took a few days for those muscles to really come back um but the (laughs) there was really bad timing because he was two weeks late my husband had already missed a stag do that he was meant to have gone on. Um, I told him to go to on this stag do, and he was like, no, 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 baby's due, got to be here. And I was like, it's going to be late. I know it's going to be late. Like, it's your own fault. If, you, if you're if you going to miss this stag do, it's kind of your own fault. And you, you know, just it's hell, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he also had a, a trip down to London planned to go to see the NFL. And the NFL obviously only comes to the UK once a year. It's quite a big thing. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think Ollie would have only been about three weeks old and um he disappeared down to London oh, for a couple no. of days. I mean I told him to go, like it wasn't yeah. just oh it's I'm, I'm like, off oh, see God. you sort of thing. But <laughs> yeah, he came back and I, I still vividly remember being in bed with Ollie and he walked in the room and I just handed him over and went, I can't cope, you need to take the baby. Yeah. And I think around that time it's it's the one of the, it was one of the times when like hormones drop or something like that and it just hit at the same time yeah. and I was like I hadn't washed it was one of those I haven't showered for god knows how many days I was in this grubby horrible nighty, um probably milk flowing everywhere and god knows what yeah. and it was like it was it was awful and I just yeah. remember feeling grotty feeling kind of as if I wasn't going to cope and as if like yeah. oh god what have, what have I done sort of thing yeah, and it, it is like within a couple of days I was I was fine again but it was like in that moment it was ugh it gross. is you can, you can see why people who are completely on their own struggle when they hit that yeah. point because you definitely do hit that at, at some point it's to do with your hormones adjusting isn't it and you just yeah you get this like wave of like what and it's yeah. like reality hits in that moment. Like, I remember it, but fortunately, I had 
had a lot of people around me to kind of support me and my midwives were amazing as well but it was yeah it's it you can you can see why people you know end up on on in yeah i mean it's just yeah the support just need you need it you do um and then to add insult to injury when he was four weeks old i so all the way through the pregnancy i'd had this pain and I was told by the middle, it's just kicking you. It's just, it's just a foot in your chest. Like, as soon as it's out, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right, whatever. Mm. Um, and it was like, literally, I'd be like this all the time. Turned out I had gallstones. Oh, God. Which is, yeah, which is actually <laughs> really common, um, like, for females in their 30s. Um, and it, it is just a really common thing. And again kind of just really bad timing that I was pregnant at the same time <laughs> and when um, he was four weeks old and I was changing I was at the changing table changing his nappy and all of a sudden it hit and I thought I was having a heart attack I like genuinely was like what kind of oh was, I was in God. so much pain and sort of called my husband to get the baby I went downstairs and I'm like kind of holding my son and everything I'm like calling out calling out because my husband bless his little cotton sucks was like maybe we're overreacting I'll just call 111 so <laughs> he did that while I'm there barely able to breathe in immense amounts of pain <laughs> and um the <laughs> 111 operator went no no we'll get an ambulance out yeah. um and the ambulance the paramedic arrived originally and it, he couldn't really get much out of me because I was in so much pain. Gave me some gas and air, which I was very grateful for. And uh, he was like, oh, is it Because he could see where I was pointing. He was like, oh, is it your appendix? And at that point, I couldn't remember the words that I wanted So because I sort of knew what it was. Mm. And I was like, I was like, with a finger, I was like, um, different organ, keep going. <laughs> like this. And I literally got him to sort of shout things out until I was like, <laughs> he was like full on comedy raving. Um, so I I was in hospital for at least twenty four hours and on quite strong pain medication, which meant I couldn't breastfeed. Oh, yeah, and um, then and and thankfully, like my husband and it and my mother in law sort of were able to sort things out with Ollie at the time. And then because it was actually really bad, they rushed um my operation so two weeks later I had my gallbladder out and again I was in hospital for the just a day actually I was quite surprised um but I couldn't breastfeed because of the pain medication yeah. and anesthetic and everything like that so it, it I really really struggled to breastfeed with him which just compounded this feeling of oh god I'm really terrible mum and all yeah. the rest of it and yeah and it sort of ended up get into about four months I think and just went nah done yeah. with this onto formula um which in hindsight absolute best thing we could have done he started putting on weight properly he like I mean he's a really bright boy and everything so it's not had any impact no, on him well mine weren't I I couldn't it never my milk never came so I had no choice but you wouldn't tell I don't think well there's like this thing and it's it the whole kind of fed is best is so so yeah. so true. Like yeah. you can't tell how a child was fed 
when they're no. a little kid. That's but what my midwife mom, said to me. She she said, "Fed is best." You're made to feel awful. Like yeah. the the sort of I mean, I work in marketing. I've created adverts and things like that, and it's like. I know, I know that with the messaging that comes out here, it's meant to be emotive about whatever yeah, the subject yeah. is. And it's like yeah. that particular thing for people who cannot. And it's, yeah. it's for the will nots, it's it's different because it's a, well, I don't want to. And that's fine. Like, that's yeah. your choice. Yeah, but exactly. when you are in that situation where you kind of want to, but you can't, like, yeah, and it's tried everything. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I hate yeah. that national breastfeeding week or whatever it is because I just feel yeah. really shit for the whole week and just like yeah. I get it and I understand it but you're not really helping the women that couldn't do it and wanted well, exactly. to. So yeah, yeah. And it, it puts so much pressure on, so much yeah. pressure. It's, it's so unnecessary as well. It's yeah. like. I'm feeding my child. That is the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. It is. It is. That is definitely best. Yeah. yeah. So, so, was it different with Mimi then? Because I mean, bringing her home to an older brother as well. Like, how do you? I I don't have experience of that. I mean, uh, how was? Will he be three? Two? Three? Um, he he was. So he's two and two months. So it was only just oh, over two. I remember two year old. Um, That's like crazy, terrible twos in it. Like, how did you manage that? Um, do you know, what? it was easy. It was I'm not easy, but easier. Um, I I was out and about within three four days. I was back in my skinny jeans within a week. Really, love this. Was- yeah. Straight, straight back in there. Um, <laughs> I know it was, it was weirdly one of those things that was so proud of. I was like, "He's yeah, fit again." Amazing. Um, and then, but with Ollie, he took he took months actually to to kind of accept that he had a sister. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Like for the first two three weeks he wouldn't even go near her he wouldn't touch her or anything like that wow. um that's not what you was... expect like you expect him no. to just be very like protective and almost to the point where you have to like be like no leave them alone stop yeah. touching them <laughs> like... but he he was he was total opposite he just i i think he he got in his head that he was he was a child like who yeah. was this other one um but when he when it did click with him that she wasn't going anywhere yeah. and I, I and I think it got it was when she almost started showing a bit of personality so I don't know around the six month mark or something yeah. like that yeah and they you can almost tell that they are looking at you and they're, they're interested in everything like that mm-hmm. and it sort of suddenly started to click with him of oh okay yeah all right then and I mean it probably helped that when she was she was only three months old when the first lockdown hit. So we had three, yeah, aged three to six months stuck at home. Um, yeah. And lot, a lot of that, because my husband was working from home, he was working in the dining room and constantly on calls. Mm. So I had them upstairs in the spare bedroom, kind of, and or out in the garden or something like that. But it, 
because of the way our house was at the time, it was quite hard to take them out into the garden. So yeah. I was often just stuck in this spare room with oh, them God. and they had no choice to get yeah. along. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. But, um, he got there. He got there and they're, they're best, absolute best friends yeah. But that it's mm-hmm. still that too is it's young to understand that and to for you to even try explain that to a two year old as well like when they're a bit older they do these things don't they where you you give them a gift from the baby or you know and they they do things like that but two year old they're not gonna care yeah. like. would not have understood that I mean I I've got this great photo of him um lying on my hospital bed like the night or the day before Mimi was born and um and he's just there with his wellies and his nice jumper on kind of making the hospital bed all muddy and he's like reading room on the broom or something like that and it's just like I remember being there and he was just like why why are we here and he's just like completely oblivious to the fact that yeah you know mummy's tummy is really big and we're about to have another baby and oh whatever (laughs) Yeah. What would you say is the funniest thing that either or both of them have have said have come out in public or, you know, embarrassing moment, anything like that? Oh my god. So many like (laughs) I mean with me so many like with Mimi at the moment, it it's very much like if we're in a public toilet, it's boys boys like stand up to go for weeds or girls don't have penises, do that. And she'll say it really like both of my kids have got <laughs> very loud voices and they're very matter of fact about things, yeah. And it's just like, yes, darling, yes, all right, all right, let's not talk about that here. Um no, like narrate your toilet God, as well it's like shut up yeah yeah i always get like are you doing a wee or a poo and i'm like do i need to tell you that like really God. they are uh yeah so there's that yeah. but i mean ollie just i mean ollie doesn't shut up at the best of times but it's it's more how he he like emphasizes things so he'll learn he obviously picks up different words and at the moment it's everything is well clearly and it's like that coming from a five-year-old is one of the funniest things that i've ever heard like they he went through a phase in nursery where he was engaged to um one of the girls they've now broken up um still friends break up it's fine um but he's yeah he's uh now gonna marry his best friend who's boy and um where my husband had sort of asked about kissing girls the other day and he was like well and I was like well you you might kiss girls when you're older or oh, and I went, just sort of went oh boys or both or whatever yeah and he went well clearly it's going to be boys because I'm marrying Jackson <laughs> all right then <laughs> that's told me that's that's me told <laughs> Yeah, just like some of the stuff they come out with though, you just we we can we just look at each other like what what? What <laughs> you just don't know what to say. Like, I don't know whether to like applaud him or scorn him. <laughs> what do you do? He's mad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they they very much kind of speak first, don't even think about it. 
Like, yeah. there's no thinking involved. So, no, yeah. there really isn't. Lewis at the moment is like just into negotiations, but like, Amazing. you don't actually get to negotiate. He's the one that's like, <gasps> honestly, I said tonight, I said, can you please just eat your, your dinner? Like, just eat that last bit. Well, I won't eat my dinner unless you put cheese on it. Oh all right, Mister Five Year Old. Honestly, everything is like, well, I won't do this unless you do that. Well, I won't. It's like, well, I won't give you any pocket money then. <laughs> I won't. Do it's like, what? yeah, Who are you? yeah. I think the problem, like, problem with kids as well, is because they they remember things and they just they'll re- obviously repeat it. So you have to be very careful what you say. And then uh, one of the kids must have at some point been like, oh, it would have been Ollie, going, but, 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 but. And so I just came out with no ifs, no but, no buts, no coconuts kind of thing. Mimi has picked this up. So if Ollie ever says it, she'll just come in with no ifs, no buts, no coconuts like this. And as a three-year-old, that's great. Love it. <laughs> I've done, I've made a mistake with but, but you can imagine uh-huh. what I've done. And like, uh, when someone said butt to me and I've gone butt and like put my butt in the oh, face. No. And they're running around the house going butt, butt. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> We've done similar. It's fine. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> Expecting the call from school anytime. <laughs> if you were trapped on a desert island with Mimi and Oliver, what three yeah. things would you make sure you had with you? Oh my God. Snacks, their tablets, um, backup power banks. That's, yeah. It's <laughs> literally <laughs> reeled them off like, <laughs> like, not what do I need? Tablets, <laughs> power banks. <laughs> yeah. Keep them occupied, keep them fed. Then I can deal with the issue of being on a desert island. So, yeah. Yeah. Or Lego. Actually, yeah, we went on holiday and we bought these like little cheap Lego creator packs, I think they're called. Best thing. They were like nine quid each. Best things we've ever bought. They kept them totally entertained for a week on holiday. Great. I need some of them in my life, I feel. You need to share that with everybody. <laughs> genuinely one of the best purchases. Brilliant. What are they? Just like actual just packs of Lego or so it's a- yeah, so it's packs of Lego. I'm sure they're like called creator sets or something. And it's it's only a small bag of Lego, but you can create three different things out of it and they oh. give you the instructions for it. So we, I mean, Ollie absolutely loves Lego anyway. So he was doing it himself. And then we got this like unicorn one for Mimi and yeah. um, helped her build that one. But then because it's Lego and you can obviously do what you want with Lego, yeah. they spent the rest of the week just building new things with it. And it oh, was just so cool. like absolutely brilliant for, I mean, we, we sort of go out in the morning and go and have lunch. And then in the afternoon, because it was so hot, we go back to our apartment because there's this like really great terrace on it. Me and Lee be sat out reading and the kids would be sort of in the li- living room area just playing Lego for an hour or two. And oh, it was nice. like, this is amazing. So yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely getting some of them then. <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got boxes of the stuff, but it's always, you know how it is. It's like it all ends up loose in a box, and there's all these instructions, but then you can never find the pieces. So, uh, probably about eighty percent of the Lego that we have is about 
30 odd years old because it's all of yeah. Lee's stuff when he was little so it's it's kind of rooting through all of that as well to find the broken pieces that you need to chuck out yeah I spent about and I'm not even exaggerating I spent over a week creating putting together a pirate ship a lego pirate ship that used to belong to my brother or or maybe Matt or someone and we put it all together and the boys were so happy with it they're like yeah 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 this is great and it fell off the windowsill about a day later and shattered everywhere I was like no oh my god so yeah that went oh, back no. I was like not doing that again it's fine you've done it once it's lego it's yeah. meant to build something new so. exactly that's it I like that attitude <laughs> absolutely so we so we're saying what we're saying then snacks so it's snacks probably lego and yeah tablets as a backup just to snacks. keep snacks. them occupied snacks definitely, definitely snacks yeah. yeah cheese strings galore love a good yeah. cheese string If you could say anything to a new mum or dad, you know, a new parent, like, say advice, but it doesn't have to necessarily be advice, just one piece of wisdom that you'd like to share. Don't don't put the pressure on yourself. Like, wing it. <laughs> like, literally, everybody's winging it. I'm like, kind of best, best name for a podcast, really. And it is because we are, we are, we're all winging it. None of us know what we're doing. And, and actually, like, you see all these other people making out like they're perfect or know what they're doing and how to do it and all the rest of it. And it's like, if that's how they feel, then great. But they're not looking after your kids. They're not in your situation. You do you. Yes. I love that. You do you. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And final one, before I hand over to you, what's the one product that you couldn't parent without? Can be when they were born or can be now. What's that one thing? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes, I do, actually. Um, the, the Tommy Tippy bottle maker. That prep was machine. a godsend. Yes, the <laughs> yeah. prep machine absolute godsend at like 2am when you need to make a bottle 100% oh, that. with you <laughs> oh, loved it loved it that got us through both our three. kids they're really crikey because we had God. the twins obviously we had like one going off and then we had one in the bedroom so yeah oh, I mean they were they're, I mean worth every single penny that yes. prep machine Question for Mummy. Jenny, it's your turn now. So, you get to ask me a question. So you can ask me anything you like, and I have to honestly answer it. <laughs> I always get nervous. Oh. With <laughs> Ooh. Um, did you, I suppose, when, when you had your kids did you expect kind of it to change you and your life as much as what it did no not at all I, I yeah 
it's um it's a lot in it it is a lot it is I don't think, I think because I dreamt of being a mum for so long, I did think I was going to be one of these Insta mums that was just floating through parenting with no problems at all. And in fact, I'm the complete opposite. And I'm not afraid to say that now. Like, I genuinely just, I do do me and I I don't care. I do like, but I never thought that I'd be like that. I thought I would just be, you know, the mum that was like, "Oh yes," and and I I did have mental health when I had the boys. I really struggled, and that really threw me as well because I thought I'd be this perfect mum, and perfect doesn't exist. But I didn't know that back then. Um, yeah. and yeah, and I think I just yeah, there's so many I- ideations in there that you think I could I could just pop these babies out and go back to the gym yeah right yes yeah do you think your your personality's changed as well yeah because that's one thing that I found yeah I 100% I I know it has because I've cut some people out of my life that I never would have done before the boys but my priorities changed and I I stand up for myself a lot more than I did before so I think I think I've got a little bit braver if that makes sense yeah and I I've done exactly the same I've cut people out who I was best best friends with prior and now it's like no you're not you're not the right person for my life right now no it's 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 it's, yeah I, I I'm this like more chill person because I have to go with the flow so much more with having the two kids mm. but I also have less patience yeah for, probably for more than anything it's like you're you're sucking time from me yeah so I'm not gonna give you my time anymore because actually I've got something more important now that yeah. I actually want to give it to so yeah I think yeah, yeah summed it up it, it, it that's something that really resonates quite a lot actually yeah it, it's almost just like because you've gone through what you've gone through you're like actually I am stronger than I thought you know and actually I don't need to take your shit anymore like yeah it's just absolutely it's bizarre so bizarre uh I do I do sometimes really dislike how ratty I can get with the boys and how I never thought, I always thought I was quite calm-mannered and like, I, t- I could take a lot. Um, but yeah, sometimes I find myself getting a bit, you know, stressed and I'm like, what, yeah. why Why am I getting so cross with them over little things? And that that bothers me because I'm just like, I was never like that before. Like, like with my niece and um, nephews, I was always like the, the calm, chilled person and now I like feel like I go off the handle for little things and it's weird oh, I I I get that I I think I swing from being sort of total gentle parent type person to being like get off me <laughs> yeah. yeah or just like yeah. snapping at the tiniest thing but it's just because mm. everything comes at you don't it and then and then you feel guilty because you're like, oh, God, I didn't mean that. Uh, 
it's it happens yep. and that's the thing it does happen and it's like all these mums on instagram that are like oh i'm so calm and i was like bollocks you're so calm you definitely have kicked off at one point this week yeah, it's how you, how you deal with that you know like i've said before on on previous episodes if i flip if i lose it i explain to them why yeah and we talk about it and we talk about emotion it's normal to have emotion and to get cross sometimes and i yeah. think that's i think that's something quite I think that's something quite different about our generation as well, that we're actually willing to do that. Because, I mean, I was probably the same. Um, but I don't ever really remember that conversation of, oh, I'm sorry, I did this. I, I no. did it because of X, Y, and Z. Whereas I will actively go and do that with my kids if I snap at them. I mean, this is why I did it. And kind of, sorry, and I shouldn't have reacted yeah. that way, but kind of let's have that conversation. And, and you sort of sounds heavy for a three-year-old but you just explain it in a way that they understand so yeah definitely Mm. because it's it's life isn't it you know that those things people are going to feel angry with them you know that it's going to happen in school where someone will react because of emotions and hiding them from that can only make it worse I think you know um I'm I'm very honest with them, and I'll say to them, "Mummy needs a minute. Like I I need some space." And I don't yeah. I don't feel bad for doing that because that's that's me listening to my own emotion and my own signs that say you need a minute, and that's that's yeah. gonna be a good thing, I think. Absolutely, <laughs> and you're 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 demonstrating to them kind of a good way, a healthy way of dealing with those emotions, not just bottling them up or being a mean person sort of thing because you're constantly shouting you're you're showing that actually you can take a couple of minutes away compose yourself and then come back and I think that's a really good thing to be showing kids yeah well thank you that's all right I'm just winging it but I'm trying my best no it's fine we all we all are as we're all trying our best and that's all that we can do isn't it so but thank you so much jenny for joining me um i've really enjoyed our chat a bit a lot of fun yeah yeah it, it has and you know thank you for sharing the things that you have um i'm sure you know a lot of people will be nodding along going oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember that <laughs> yep <laughs> So that was Jenny's episode and I hope you'll agree we got through a lot. I genuinely, my cheeks are killing from laughing so much. Um, I know Jenny through a networking group called Mums in Marketing and it's uh, been set up by a wonderful woman called Claire uh, and it's opened up a huge network of support for myself and I believe for Jenny in terms of you know speaking to other mums that work within marketing. So I was thrilled um, to have her come on the podcast when, when she asked if she could. Um, I couldn't say no, like, of course I wanted her on it. So so it was really nice to actually get to speak to her and, and understand a bit more about her life behind um, behind marketing so so hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did um 
thank you, Jenny, for coming on and for, for sharing so much with us and for being open and, and for having such a laugh. Um, uh, I do appreciate it. And uh, listeners, if you are enjoying these episodes, I have so many more guests lined up now. Um, it's really taking off. So I've got some good, some good people um, in the pipeline, some really, really lovely mums um, and a couple of lovely dads as well. Um, so yeah, if you could give me any feedback, if you could follow the Instagram page and the Just Winging It podcast, I would absolutely love that. Um, and also if you could, um, obviously do the, the usual that you do do with podcasts, whatever you're on, um, if you could, you know, subscribe to it, that would help, um, let me know that these things are worth continuing doing. Um, so yeah, thanks guys. And Take care. Right, Oliver, what do you love about Mummy? Um, when she plays with me. Aww. Mimi, what do you love about Mummy? No. Do you not love anything? No. <laughs> Thanks.